The boys are back with episode 19. We started off with the GOAT discussion, Joey Chestnut, full dive in on him. We got the all-star rosters coming out, and then we finish it off with our weekly series of college football team totals. So let's go ahead and dive on in. And we're back, episode 19 of the CMB Sports Show, coming off of one of the most legendary performances by the greatest athlete of our generation, Joey the Glizzy King Chestnut. Joey. down 63 glizzies. He, he's a different animal, man. He's a different animal. He's better than everybody. There's one thing that we all do, and it's eat. And he's better than you at it. I can't believe it. I mean, all the way around. Just all around. He's just an all-around king of eating, which is honestly the coolest thing to be the best at, really, if you think about it. Think about basic human needs, right? Or human ability. You know, running, building things, eating. Uh, Eating's pretty important, I would say. Definitely. And, I mean, there's nobody better than him. Nobody. He ate 63 dogs in 10 minutes, and he snapped a protester's neck mid-event. Not just any protester, Darth Vader. (laughs) I don't know if you know much about that guy, but uh, pretty scary. And he just said, nah, man, not on my stage. Oh, yeah. How far are y'all into Star Wars now? I know y'all started it. Uh, We have finished the original six um okay so we're about to start we we're kind of split on where to go from here we don't know if we should go to rogue one or just jump to uh the force awakens and then come back to rogue one because it since it's just kind of a side story um i f- i figured we'll just we on the, some website said we'll just go into the into the the force awakens but i don't know we'll see yeah i didn't love rogue one but and then they're, I feel like the newest ones got a little better than the ones before that. Yeah. The, Other than the, the first six are the best ones. Yeah, I like four, five, and six now that I went back and watched them. Pretty slow, but they're essential to the story. So, like, you have to appreciate them in Wait, that so way. Wait, so you mean, are you talking about episode four, five, and six? Or yeah, like New Hope. Episode one, two, and three. So that's one, two, and three. Ain't it? No, for they came out one, two, three, but they're four, five, six on the title, like New Hope. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, to me, those are the best ones. Yeah, like five's the best one. I like five. I like, um, I like the Attack of the Clones one. It's cool just because you see all the clones and stuff and the battle, like the fights. The fights in one, two, and three, when Anakin and Obi Wan Kenobi are just out there just doing the thing, like that stuff's pretty cool. But um, I don't know. I haven't seen the newest ones uh, with Kylo Ren and all that stuff. I haven't seen those, so I'm yeah. pretty excited to watch those. But uh, he's not as good a villain as Darth Vader is. Nah, it's so crazy too. Like Darth Vader, like you know, it's hard to even imagine him as Anakin Skywalker. Like that, I feel like that's such a good transition if you can barely tell. Uh, so that's why I really want to see the Kenobi series. I feel like it's going to be pretty awesome. Um, I'm just a big nerd anyways. But, dude, real quick, back to uh, the GOAT, Joey Chestnut. Um, so I have a little write-up on how he trains. 
um, to be the goat, you know, because you're not you don't just wake up the goat. You know, you got to work towards it. And this says he trains by fasting and stretching his stomach with milk, water, and protein supplements, like the normal person. Uh, since the start of his competing uh, competitive eating career, his competition weight has varied from 225 to 240 pounds. And then after his winning six consecutive hot dog eating contests in 2012 by eating 68 dogs, he stated, I will not stop until I reach 70. So, I mean, that's just goat words. Um, and then some other world records that he's held. So he's not just the glizzy king. He's the chicken wing king. Um, in 27 at the start of his career, 2007, 182 wings in 30 minutes. Okay. Um, 2008, a 72-ounce steak in 8 minutes and 52 seconds. 2011, he just popped off. Philly cheesesteak, 23 sandwiches in 10 minutes. He ate 7.5 Pizza Hut Pizzones in 10 minutes. 53 soft beef tacos in 10 minutes. 2013, he goes off again. Apple pies. 4.375. That's a super exact number. Apple pies in 8 minutes. 141 hard-boiled eggs in 8 minutes. Ridiculous. <laughs> And right then, up, Joey Chestnut. I mean, Flakes he, on him. I mean, he. It, it doesn't matter the food. It doesn't matter vegetable, meat. Doesn't matter. Deep fried asparagus, twelve point eight pounds in ten minutes. That's twelve point eight pounds. Asparagus. I bet his pee pee smelled super weird after that. Probably still smells weird. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Two foot pizza slices. He ate six point five slices in ten minutes. I mean, the dude just—it doesn't matter. Anything you put in front of him, he's eating a lot of it. But and fast, pretty pretty funny. Like some of these records he said. Those are all records, by the way. Thirty-two Big Macs in thirty-eight minutes in twenty twenty. I mean, jeez, man. Yeah, if there's an eating record, he holds it. <laughs> it's so stupid. I don't. It's so crazy. Twenty twenty one seventy six. Is the I guess the most is the record. Uh, yeah, hot, hot dogs. dogs. Yeah, he's won fifteen in the last sixteen years. The one year he missed was his uh, fiance left him like a week before the competition. He was like super depressed. Yeah, I mean, you know, so, like he should be. He should have won sixteen in a row. Yeah, but you know, that's unbelievable. That's I've never seen a dominance like this ever. I mean, he's more dominant than the United States itself. Like. The dude's incredible. And like Yogi Berra, Bill Russell, these guys have nothing on Joey Chestnut. Nothing. Nothing. This guy puts the 1920 Yankees to shame. <laughs> I love it, too, because uh, he's just, you know, just a regular dude, too, you know. like He had a broken foot this year. Didn't even matter. He still snapped that guy's neck. Didn't even matter. Trying to get his uh, dimensions, how big he is or how tall he is. He's just six foot, six foot two thirty, regular dude. Just like to eat hot dogs. I mean, he won. He won this year by like fifteen dogs, and just he wasn't even really trying. No, it wasn't even close. He put it in cruise control. Well, nobody else even gets within twenty of him most years. No, now you don't have to wrestle a protester. Absolute animal. Um, 
I think most people forget too, this competition is only 10 minutes long. It's not like how many you can eat like throughout the whole day. Yeah. How many you can stomach. This is how many you can put down in 10 minutes. And the dude ate 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes. 76 glizzies, buddy. 10 minutes. That's a hot dog and some change every minute. <laughs> for an hour. I don't get it, for, dude. I mean, uh, no, what's the math? That's 10 hot dogs a minute, ain't it? Yeah. Like 11, 12... You know what? Over 12 hot dogs a minute. We have calculators. Let's figure this out. 76. That shouldn't be hard math. Just That's 7.6. I should have figured that's 70, 76 hot dogs yeah, in 10 minutes. It's easy math. That's on me. I needed my calculator. Um, it happens. I mean, my brain just quit working right 7.6 7. hot dogs a minute. That's a hot dog... I mean, that's what, one point something hot dogs every 10 seconds? Like, that's stupid. Yep. Stupid. That's the math I was I trying to think, do. You know, we asked the question, who, who would win in a race? Joey Chestnut or Usain Bolt, but you have to eat a hot dog first. Joey Chestnut. I mean, that, that thing is slurped down <laughs> before he says go. And he's off to, he's off to the races. All right, we're back after some technical difficulties, but I think that's enough of Joey Glizzy King Chestnut. We can dive into MLB came out with the All Star starters this week. Who's what's something that sticks out to you? Um, I think that it's and it's weird because it's both shortstop positions, but I think that um, Dansby definitely should have been the starter. In the National League over Trey Turner. And I think that Xander Bogarts, even though he plays for the bad guys, should have been the starter for the American League. Um, Another thing, I know that Shohei Otani is like a different beast, right? He's a good pitcher and he's a great hitter. But I think that Jordan has to to have the DH spot. Like he's, you know, you can stack him up numbers-wise, like right there with Aaron Judge and... I mean, I don't think Otani's there, but like, I get that Otani deserves to be a starter, just not, I, you know, I don't really know. Like, he's kind of like a unicorn. Like, where do you put him? Um, so, but that's that's what sticks out to me. That and that's really about it. I think everything else is pretty pretty straight up. Yeah, we can run through them. Um, two catchers: Alejandro Kirk and Wilson Contreras. First base: Vlad Jr. and Paul Goldschmidt. Second, Altuve and Jazz Chisholm. Who Jazz Chisholm? He's the goat. Yeah, he's good. He's really good. Third base, Devers and Machado. Shortstop, Tim Anderson, Trey Turner. Outfield for the AL, Judge, Trout, and Stanton. Outfield for the NL, Acuna, Jock Peterson, Mookie Betts. The DH is Shohei Otani and Bryce Harper. Which Bryce is hurt. So, who's replacing this? This says William Contreras is replacing him. Yeah, that's right. He was the backup. So this is one thing I want to talk about too, is I think you should be able to play out of position in the All-Star game. Because there's two Mm -hmm. changes I'd like to see. One is I would like to see Pete Alonso DH. He was, any normal year, he's a starting first baseman for the NL. Paul Goldschmidt just went nuts this year. 
Yep. And then second is, I would much rather see Jose Ramirez play second over how Jose Altuve. Like he is yeah. also raking. He's he's going to be in the MVP discussion, and Altuve's not. And right. Ramirez can play second. He's yeah, done it before. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm with you on that. I I totally agree. And also, I'm with you. Um, Bogarts deserves a spot over Tim Anderson. Trey Turner, I think he uh, benefited a lot at the timing of the ballots. I think he had like 20 games straight where he was getting on base, and it was like the 20 days that the ballots were up. So yeah. I think that helped him out a lot. Um, I just – like Dansby just does it on both sides, or he has this season. I know he had a super slow start, but he got absolutely on – fire and some of the plays he makes I, I mean i don't know if there's other dudes in the league that make the plays that he makes like he does he can get the stuff that and and get it off to first base like i mean just as good as anybody else if not better um and like i feel like he's he's a big he's a big part of why the Braves have gotten so hot um i don't know i i just think you know, I, I just think that it, it, if if we brought up the numbers, like, he deserves it. But, I mean, it is what it is. He still made the team. He still gets to be an all-star. It's not it's not that huge of a deal. Um, I do – I like – I like that the fans have a say in the starters and stuff like that. But sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm with you. Like, we, there should be some, like, adjusting that we can do. You know, like dem- democracy is great, right? You know, like the people have power, but like sometimes the people are stupid. Like I, I just don't, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I don't, I don't like William Contreras being a, a DH starter. Like I, I, that just doesn't fit, like sit right with me. And I'm a Braves fan. Like I feel like there's a bunch of other dudes that, that I would put above him. Um, but like he's a fine, maybe, he's a fine backup catcher. Yeah. If you want to do that, you're going to let him play the last four innings. Like, that's fine. That makes perfect sense. He's offensive. Like, we don't, you know, first year the DH, like, okay. Like, we didn't really have a DH guy. kind of stepped in and filled that role. But, like, he's not even – I wouldn't even put him, like, in the top four hitters on our team. Like, I I would say, you know, Acuna, Olsen, Dansby, and Ozuna, and Riley are above him as a hitter. Uh, and then like now Michael Harris is, is really good. Like he was, he's probably, I would probably put them next to each other. Like that. And like, he gets to start, you know, and it's cool. I mean, it's cool, man. Like he'll start on the same team in the all-star game as his brother. Like that's super cool. And like romantic about baseball and blah, blah. But I don't know. I feel like sometimes like maybe there should be like a player vote as well or, it's, it's stats based. I don't know. There has to be some t- other kind of metric that goes into it. Yeah, I'm also with you on the. I would much rather see Jordan. I think he's deserved it more than Otani, which he just got put on the IL today too. So Otani yeah. would have started regardless, but still, I think Jordan earned it. Um, something else I was about to say. Oh yeah, Acuna. What do you think about somebody that played very little time being the leading vote getter for the All Star game? Yeah, I I'm with you on that. I when I saw his name as a starter, I was kind of surprised because he missed a lot of time, and he really didn't come out hot. Like he came out stealing a bunch of bags, but 
you know, they're, they're, the, the stealing, the base stealing leader was up to be a starter um, in the American League and didn't get it. I don't even, I guess he made, yeah, he made the, he made the squad, but um, I mean, it shouldn't, I, I, I don't know, like, just like uh, Tatis hadn't played a, a single game, a single inning. And he was like one of the top vote getters. Like he almost made his team top five in shortstop. I think. Like what the heck, man? Like let's. What are we doing? It's stuff like that that just makes me think. Like what? Like this. This isn't right. And then we we put this in the Hall of Fame discussion. It shouldn't be. No. Because it's not not even close. See, that's that's where I stand on it too. Like the way I see it is this: the All Star Game should be the most exciting game of the year to where you see the 10 best from each side mm-hmm. like you know you kind of sometimes you'll plug in those guys that are having breakout years and stuff like that but i want to see the 10 best i want to see the best lineup each side can put out there and uh but then again like i don't want to see it brought up in hall of fame discussion i don't want to see it brought up later on down the line when we're comparing old players no, because it's it's fan vote. There's no right or wrong about it. Like Acuna played has played half a month or a month of the season, something like that. Yeah. Um. Same thing happened last year with Judge. Judge came in late, and he was one of the top vote getters. So it just it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I I, I just don't I don't like it. I and you know it's just one thing that's funny to me to think about like one of the biggest instances of like the fan vote like taking over is when the cubs were really good and i can't i can't remember if it's the year they won the world series or the year after and all the infield was cubs it was all cubs infielders and it was in san diego and like addison russell was one of those people addison russell's stats were not good like he did not deserve to be the starting shortstop but he was and nobody could do anything about it and like, you know, you, he'll forever be able to say in jail, uh, yeah, man, I have a World Series ring and I was an all-star. Like, <laughs> Can you believe that the Cubs, what, they refused to trade Addison Russell to the Yankees for Artis Chapman and instead they traded Glaber Torres? That makes me sick, man. Who rakes? I hate, I hate that for my, for my Cubs fans, man. Like, that, that's rough. <laughs> But hey, you know what they say, man. You know, you can take the kid out of Panama City. You can't take the Panama City out of the kid. That is what they say. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so funny. One more uh, MLB thing. Have you checked on the Orioles lately? I believe they are on fire. Now they're they're not even heating up. Like I think they're on fire. Orioles are currently four games back of the Boston Red Sox, who are in second place in the AL East. That's crazy. And the Red Sox are talking about Yankees? You're not in this conversation. No. You're in the conversation with the Tampa Bay Rays, the Blue Jays, and the Orioles. Yeah. Y'all are competing for second. Don't mention first place. No. Not once. Not once. So I think they're about to win tonight. So I think that'll put them five games up on the Orioles, or four and a half. Either way, that's a lot closer than what it should be. 
Yeah, on the Orioles. The Orioles. But, you know, I've said this before. I don't know if I've ever said it on the pod, but, like, baseball is just super weird this year. I think it's kind of down. Like, I hate to say it. Um, like, you know, the best teams in each division, especially, like, the American League is what kind of yells at me. Um, like, the Yankees are obviously really good. Astros, really good. But then you have, like, the Central, which is always weird. Like, you look at the, the wild card, and that's what really throws me off. If I can figure out how to pull it up. It's um, all three AL East teams, teams a, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a big fall-off. Um, so, Boston leads for the wild card, who I don't think very much of. Like, I don't think they're that great of a team. Tampa Bay, not that great of a team. They're second. Seattle and Toronto are both tied. I think Toronto is good, but I don't know what, what's going on with them. I haven't really watched them a whole lot. They've lost four straight. Um, I don't know. I'm not really sure about them. But, like, I don't think – I think Seattle has been that, that sneaky team that will beat you for the past couple years. Like, they have, they're always around 90 wins, like, just kind of out of nowhere at the end of the season. You're like, oh, man, they're actually pretty good. So I see them being there. But then after Toronto is Baltimore, Cleveland, who I don't think very much of, the White Sox, who are very disappointing, and the Rangers. So it's like, okay, um, like where are the good teams at? You know, like I feel like there's usually more uh, like high level teams that are competing for the for the wild card. But I, I don't know. It's just baseball is just weird right now, uh, especially on the American League side because. I feel like there's more, there's better teams competing for the wild card um, in the in the National League. Yeah, there's not much depth. Like when you look at the the Braves were a wild card team, um, the Nationals were a wild card team. Like these teams are, I don't think there's a team this year that's going to do that. I think you have your four or five front runners, and I think those are the ones that are going to be duking it out at the end yeah i could see the braves whoever wins the like whoever is the wild card out of the east i could see them making a run like yeah whether the braves take it or the mets take it i could see them being a problem just because one the mets i feel like are a little bit different than usual this year and then the braves have the same essentially the same team and like, they've kind of been there, done that. So, like, they're not going to be intimidated at the stage. Like, they've been, you know, to the ALCS. You know, obviously they won the World Series, but they were in the ALC, or the NLCS uh, in 2020. Um, they've made the playoffs a couple years in a row, I think. So, I could see them. But, like, I don't know, man. But, you like, so you have, for the wild card for the NL, you have Atlanta, San Diego, Philly, St. Louis, who's a good team. San Francisco is a good team. Miami is a very sneaky good team, even though they have a losing record. Their pitching staff is ridiculous. Um, and then after that, it kind of falls off. You have Arizona, Colorado. But you have six teams right there that could kind of just take it, any of them. Uh, and then, I, I don't know, man. Like, the the AL, like, when I say the teams, I just feel like, oof, they're going to make the playoffs? Like, they have a shot? Right. It just feels, I don't like that. I don't know. Yeah, one, one more note it, on the Orioles. You know the Orioles payroll is less than Max Scherzer's contract by himself? Oh, my Their whole gosh. roster is less than what Max Scherzer alone will make. That's crazy. 
that's honestly like really impressive. It I, is. I mean, I know they have a lot of young guys, but I mean, that's just doing the most with what you have. You know, I mean, they're they're on an eight game win streak. I mean, they had their first winning month since like August of 2017, last month. Yeah, and now that's I think impressive. they're one game below 500. And it goes to show what, like, when you draft well, what it can do for you. Like, they draft, like, these, these, like, obviously they got Adley Rutschman, okay? Organization changer. But they also have Ryan Mountcastle, who's really good. They have Cedric Mullins, who's really good. They have, um, uh, not Mount, the other guy, not, that's not Mountcastle, that I always get confused with him. Trey Mancini. Uh, no, there's another one. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Mark Trumbull. Shut up. Chris Davis. Shut Other up. Chris Davis. They do have that Lopez guy, Jorge Lopez, uh, out of the pen. It's really good. They've got Gunnar Henderson, too, from Alabama. Austin Hayes. That's what I'm thinking of. Austin Hayes is really good. Yeah, I don't know how you get RBS. him and uh, Mountain Castle confused. Because they look the same. They're both white. Yep, that's the only <laughs> only common denominator there. <laughs> but uh, no, you know, I, I don't know. I hate that uh, they had to ruin their field by taking their wall back to infinity dimensions. But well, hey. maybe that's all that they needed. Maybe what they maybe they were losing too many games on balls that were hit ten feet or less into the stands in left field. Hey, and now they I, fixed that, know. and now they're going to be over 500 this year. That, maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe you're right. They're, on, they're only one game under 500 right now. They're hot. 18 games back of the... They're scrappy. Of, of the Yankees. That's crazy. <laughs> and they're in last place. Like, that's not bad. <laughs> it's really not. It's really not. It's really not. Especially when the Yankees have already won 60 games. I saw Braves fans posting the graphic where they'd won 50 games. And it was like the day after the Yankees had posted the graphic. They'd won 60 games. Yep. And the Braves Mm -hmm. are, what, one game back in the NL East? A game and a half. So, and I'm with you there. The Braves, they've been there, done that. The Mets, it's going to be tough to beat the Mets if their offense can stay the way it is in the playoffs with Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer pitching four out of the seven games. That'll be impossible. Yeah. I I don't like – I think – is it the first series is the best of five? So I don't like your chances if you have to face the Mets. Um, Is it this – or is the wild card series the best of three this year? I don't know. They keep changing I don't either. I learned it and then I forget it. You know, it's it's July. I'm not – I'm not super worried about the wild card or the that the first round, but I mean we'll figure it out eventually, I guess. I I mean either way, it, it three game series is even worse because then you got to yeah, face definitely. Degrom and Scherzer back to back, and that could be it. Yeah, and that's you yeah, may not have a chance. Exactly. Edwin Diaz out at out of the back end, if it even matters by that point, and. Uh, and then, like, they have uh, Carlos Carrasco, who's really good. Um, I got a guy from the A's. can't remember his name. 
Chris Bassett. Yeah, I mean that yeah, is Chris stupid. Bassett. It's four. It's four dudes who are just ridiculous. Yeah, Chris Bassett. So, was I like, mean, they're going to be Cy Young contender last year. Yeah, they're going to be tough to beat. They're going to be really tough to beat. It, honestly, with them and the Dodgers, just because the Dodgers are just feel weirdly not as good this year. I guess because some of their lefties are slumping. Uh, I think the Met. I think I would give the edge to the Mets. I really would. Yeah, Mets have got to be favorites in the NL right now. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're still in first place, and they haven't had Degrom or Scherzer. Yeah, the Met or the Dodgers are fifty six and twenty nine, and the Mets are fifty three and thirty three. But like I would say, the Dodgers have an easier um, division. Also, I don't think the Padres are as good as the Braves. Uh, I don't think the Giants are as good as the Phillies. They, I mean, they're probably neck and neck. But then, like, Colorado and Arizona aren't as good as Miami. Like, Miami could beat you very easily. Like, their pitching staff is crazy. Uh, Alicantra is probably going to win a Cy Young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're in fourth. Um, so who would you say are your three favorites to win it from the AL and your three favorites from the NL? Um, Mets, Dodgers, there's two in this spot for me, could be 1A, 1B. Mets and Dodgers, and then I think the Braves, if they get a good shot at it, something feels, uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that would be it. Dodgers, Braves, uh, Mets. Not in that order. And then American League, Yankees, Astros. And there's not a third. <laughs> and mine for the NL would be Mets, Dodgers. And then it would be a toss-up between the Braves and the Cardinals. I'd probably give the Braves a slot edge just because how bad the Cardinals' offense has been lately. But there was a stretch where the Cardinals almost looked unbeatable. They gained yeah. like eight games or something on the Brewers in a month and a half. Um, American League, yeah, that's easy. Yankees, Astros, and then the Red Sox would be third, I guess. Maybe the Orioles, depending on how the year finishes. Yeah. But I really be, don't see anybody so but funny. those two win it. Like you, no, I don't see anybody other than the Yankees or Astros represent AL in the World Series. No, because the Twins aren't aren't ready. They're not there yet. They're good for their division, but I mean, I, they're just not good. Like I, they're not good compared because the Astros are good. They're gonna be good. They're gonna hit. They're, they've they've been there, done that. Like they play to make the the playoffs. And they they build their team to dominate the playoffs. Yep. And then the Yankees are just an absolute wagon. <laughs> I mean, there's no way around it. Like, they have the vets and the pitching to do it. Yeah, That's anytime, what it down to. anytime you lead the league in runs scored and then you lead the league in runs allowed, I would say that's a pretty good recipe for success. Yep, 100%. 100%. And you have the MVP. Yeah. That's huge, too. Uh, so, 
let's get into our uh, weekly segment over unders. Team total over unders. This will be week two of this. I think we're going to get ten in before college football starts. This has been my favorite thing. Like get talking college football just gets the blood flowing. It feels oh, good. Like it, it pumps me up. It pumps me up. I'm so excited. Uh, I think I went first last week, so I'm gonna let you go first this week. Okay, and uh, I've already ran this by you, so I know you feel like I'm stealing your pick. But to me, there's nothing worse, nothing scarier for college football than a pissed off Nick Saban. Yep. Texas A&M has poked the bear. I think he's probably lost hours of sleep over that loss. It's probably taken years off of his life. Uh, it's it's Alabama minus 11 and a half, and that's steep because there's no room for error. But I think, like I said last week, there's two front runners right now. It's Alabama and Ohio State. I think both of them go undefeated. I think, honestly, they could just play week one and just give whoever wins that the national championship or just let them play nine times this year Whoever wins five is your national champion. I would much rather watch that. Yep. I think both of them returning the two best quarterbacks in college football this year. It's going to be huge. And then Alabama's schedule, like, there's nothing there that should scare you. You're an Alabama fan. There's no week that you're going to be, like, favored by less than 10 or 14. It goes, and it's like that every other year because, like, this is the year we get – uh, Auburn and Texas A&M at home, and then like it, fl- you know, flip flops, right? So we'll get, you know, like LSU, like LSU, we get at LSU this year, which is good that they're down and at Tennessee. So uh, I definitely like the undefeated pick. Um, for you, I, I mean, I would, I would definitely take that pick. I was actually saving it, which is fine. Um, you know, at Texas, it's a good test. It's a good, it's a it's, mutual it's a good site, test. though, ain't it? No, it's it's at Texas. Okay, I thought it was like in Jerry World. Mm-mm. It is uh, in Austin, but I don't think it'll. It's gonna matter. Um, I think Texas might come out hot, but Alabama's gonna come out hot as well. I mean, you're not so. you're not tested until week six at the earliest. You have Utah State, then Texas. I think that Texas line is going to be Alabama minus 21, 24, I think somewhere so in there. It's not going to be close. Then you got no, L.A. Monroe. It's at 11 a.m., dude. Like, Yeah, it's there for a reason. If this was going to be a close game, they'd play it at 7. Which, it is on Fox, which, whatever. But Still, like people on the West Coast will be waking up and it'll be halftime. Yeah, I... The only the only ones like and I I'm the I'm that Alabama fan that I get anxious about everything like you know I I've I've seen us like give these losses up you know just out of nowhere a couple times and um like the stretch at Arkansas Texas A and M home at Tennessee. I don't love that stretch. I think it'll be, but I think if we can get, if we can like hammer Texas A and M, like we'll ride the wave and like into Tennessee and and handle business. Um, But I mean Knoxville. I mean they're going to be Tennessee's going to be good this year, and they're going to be rocking. We just have to go in there and handle it. 
you know, and that'll, that'll, I think that's like our first test, uh, going and beating Arkansas, handling business against Texas A&M, and then handling business against Tennessee. And then, then you'll know like, okay, they're about it. And if they look like sketchy and still win, like, then you're like, okay, like at LSU, at Ole Miss, we need to watch out. Yeah. Those are the two, I think. That's going to be your biggest test. At LSU, just because I don't know what LSU is going to be. Like, they could yeah. come in and it'd be a culture changer, and they could be unbelievable because right. Brian Kelly was awesome at Notre Dame. Yep. I don't know if that carries to the SEC. I don't know if his fake uh, accent is going to work in Louisiana. Maybe they, Maybe they don't see it like the rest of the country does. Um, but then I think Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is going to be your toughest game this year, at Ole Miss. And for some reason, I feel like Kiffin has your number, like offensively. Yeah. It's just if his defense can stop you once, yeah, that's, then he'll have a chance. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's how it was last time we went there. You know, it, it was. It. I mean, it went down to the wire. Um, so, we'll see. I was so terrified. I want everybody to know. I bought this uh, projector, right? And this was the first game I had Lindsay's family over. Um, we all watched it there, and we almost lost that game at uh, at Ole Miss. And I almost was like, "Nope, we're taking the projector back." Like, I'm not yeah, going to put projector's up with this. fault. Yeah, I'm I'm that superstitious about about Alabama football. Like, I wear the same shirt. Like, I pick a shirt. At the beginning of the year that I'm going to wear for the rest of the year. And I have, like, it's preset. Like, it's not changing. I have the same hat that I wear. Like, I, I am that superstitious. Because, because I, I've i always been like this. And the times when I don't wear my shirt, my predetermined shirt, we lose. Exhibit A, we go where I'm at Marion Military, right? Okay, for the people who don't know, I went to Marion Military. We're not allowed to leave. During the week, everybody knows the national championship is played on a Monday night, a night that we can't leave. We were playing Clemson. Uh, I don't remember where that one was at, uh, but it was for the second time. That was the pick play, and wasn't it? Yes, it was the pick play. We have the great idea. We're going to all sneak out, like sneak off of campus, drive up to Tuscaloosa. We weren't really sure where to go watch it because we got there too late. B-dubs was packed. All these places were packed. And so we went to Dreamland, like the original Dreamland. They kicked us out at halftime because they were closed. And I was wearing the wrong shirt. I was wearing a green shirt because it was on just like a whim. Like we just like left, whatever. And we ended up going like meeting up with somebody at their apartment, watch the second half. Pick play happens. We lose. I never wear the shirt again. And I realize it on the way home that I'm not wearing my lucky shirt. And it was all my fault. And I've never publicized that, and I now have. So it's my fault that we lost to Deshaun Watson and Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. And I, I apologize to the Bama Nation. Um, I'm sorry. First step to recovery is admittance. So I'm yep, proud of I you. Feel, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good now that I've said that. And that's got to be a weight so, lifted off your shoulders. I mean, that's what, 2017? So... Yeah, if you still remember yeah, what shirt you were wearing in a loss from 2017, I would say that's been weighing on you pretty heavy. Yeah, I, I uh, 
I mean, if you think if you wanted to know how serious I take Alabama football or Alabama sports in general, that is how serious I take it. I don't play around. So I think that's it for that one. I mean, that one's pretty obvious. Just Alabama go undefeated. Yeah, I like that. I think they're going to be motivated, buddy. Like Will Anderson, the defense is going to be nasty. We have the running back coming back. Uh, I mean, coming from Georgia Tech, the Georgia receiver. Um, I think it's going to be pretty gross. So, good luck, everybody else. Um, until until the uh, playoff, we'll see with Ohio State. I think that'll be a uh, a good matchup. Uh, so for me, for my pick of the week, I'm going Virginia over seven point five. Um. This was kind of I kind of had to hunt this one out. Like I was kind of at a loss. Like I I wasn't really sure what to go with. As I knew Virginia was returning a really good quarterback. Um I don't really remember them losing much, uh but I it was really their schedule that did it for me. So they have Richmond at home, at Illinois, Old Dominion at home. Then they go into the ACC schedule with at Syracuse. I think they probably they probably dropped that one. Um, that's going to be a 7.30 game on ESPN. So I, I think they'd probably drop that one. Then they get, uh, they're at Duke, Louisville at home. That's their homecoming. So that kind of says what they, that needs to say. Uh, at Georgia Tech, who's not very good anymore. Miami. Then they get North Carolina at home. I think they might drop that one. I'm not really sure what, uh, North Carolina is bringing with a quarterback, but they're going to be good. They're well coached. They get Pitt, who's also going to have a new quarterback, uh, Coastal Carolina at home, and then at Virginia Tech. So I really only see them losing two, um, either North Carolina or Pitt, whichever one. I, I, I mean, there's no way they're both bad. I think one of them's going to be good, and then the Syracuse game. So I have a couple games to play with at 7.5, uh, so I feel pretty comfortable about that pick. Yeah, Virginia's... Virginia had one of the best offenses in the country last year, and nobody really realized it just because they weren't ever really in the hunt for the ACC. Yeah. But I think they averaged, or they had over 5,000 yards of offense. So that's like 450 or better a game, which is a lot. Yeah. Right. So, And then, like you said, the quarterback's coming back. So another year under his belt. I think they'll be a fun team to watch. Yeah. Seven and a half and feels really low to me too. That might be one that I play later on in the couple weeks later. It's just it's just weird. I wonder why. I'd like to see somebody talk about why um, that is like a big Virginia person. Um, I might have to try to find something and Are share there, it on Facebook. Does Virginia football have fans? I don't know. You know, there's not really many like football fans up here. Uh, I don't. I saw the first Commander's like new logo on a car the other day, and I mean they've announced it for a couple months now. <laughs> so <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. I see a lot of um, Ravens and Steelers stuff, which is also weird because the Steelers are kind of far from here. The Ravens I get it's like you know forty minutes away, but it's very strange. Uh, I don't know. Pretty weird. Um, I think they have a good turnout, though. They have some really cool uniforms. They have, like, 
what Auburn should do for uniforms with the with that color scheme. But Auburn's stupid and they won't, so uh just keep changing the face mask and act like it's something cool. Okay. Or don't change anything. Just rock a red shirt and white pants. I, it, I mean, I keep think... Keep it simple, free like gold to announce it. I don't, I don't care. I think they look cool. It's cool when you're winning. When you're winning. Fair. Like... Actually, no, that's, that's not that's fair. Alabama's uniforms stink. No, they don't. Yes, they, they, are, do. they They are cool, man. No, they're not. I don't care not. what you say. They're There's cool. no way you say that with your chest. They're cool. Okay. They, like, are they, the, are they the best? No. I think they're very cool, though. Like, the all-white looks really clean. With the red helmet, all white is what your that's your stamp of looking really good. Every that's what or, that. that's what Oregon did, and everybody passed out. They come out with these stormtrooper uniforms, like oh my gosh, and like bro, it's all white. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. What are we doing? It's simple. It's all white. Like everyone does that. I think Alabama looks the best with the all white. I think you're wrong. Okay, that's fair. Now. I, I am with the, like, I see these, like, best helmets, like, coolest looking helmets, and it has, like, Ohio State, Penn State, Alabama. That I disagree with. Like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm real. Like, uh, Ole Miss puts stickers on their helmet throughout the season. That's not cool. I don't think that's cool. I don't think that makes your helmet cool. Your helmet is your helmet that you start the season with, and theirs is just gray. Okay? Not cool. Penn State, literally wait, nothing. Wait. Ole Miss is not not Ole Miss, Ohio blue. State. Ohio State, yeah, okay, yeah. Ohio State. Yeah. I was about Ole, to say, Miss Ole Miss has the coolest helmets, or in Oregon, yes. coolest Michigan helmet in football, cool. in college football. I, I like. Um, uh, let me think. Let me think. I'm going blank. You I like Michigan? Florida's. I like Florida's orange helmets with the blue uniforms. I think that's that really pops. I like Florida's blue helmets. When they bring out. When they bring out the, oh, yeah, like I've only the seen them do it a couple of times. Yeah, the blue helmet yeah. with the blue top looks sweet. Yeah. Ole Miss, the best helmet in foot in college football is the baby blue with the red. Yeah, and uh, I love the Michigan's. Gray. I kind of like Michigan's Notre cool. Dame's, the gold, just the solid gold. gold. I cool. like that. I just hate the the people that say like Ohio State has the coolest helmet. Like no, it's not wrong. cool. It's not cool. Go look at the freshman on the sideline. He has no stickers on his helmet. That's the helmet. It's not cool. It's gray. That's it. Like, Notre Dame has gold flakes in it. That's sick. Yeah. Um, I mean, Alabama just has numbers. I think it looks cool, but I'm also biased. So, that I mean, I can't really have a take uh, with, with that. So, The Eagles have the best helmet in all of football. You think so? I think so. I love the wings. That looks awesome. I like the wings. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool look on it. I like the Rams too. I think that's cool. I think having the the horns is cool. Um, Chargers is cool with the bolts. Chargers is cool. See, I think a lot of the NFL helmets do it right, except of course the Cleveland Browns. They're pretty terrible. But the Bills are cool. The Bill. I think the Bills have some of the coolest home uniforms, like the blue. I do too. The blue, blue jersey. I think that's a really good look. Um. But yeah, I, I do like I do like Philly's uniforms. That dark green, you don't really see that much. Or even when they go with the Kelly green, that looks cool too. Yeah, I like that too. I think that looks better. But 
I guess that uh, pretty much wraps us up. You got anything else? That's it. That's a pretty good, pretty good episode. Um, you know, usual. Look us up on Twitter, Facebook, um, Spotify, Apple Music, all the usual stuff. Uh, interact with us on Facebook. You know, we we like the interaction. We like debates and stuff. If, if you have any tips for us on our show, you can put them in there. We don't care. Uh, but yeah, somebody somebody get in a in a. I want to see Braylon in a in a Facebook fight about anything. Anything. I don't care. He's best. He's just sitting there waiting to take somebody down. <laughs> um, so somebody challenge him. I'd like to see that. Uh, but. Uh, you know, have a good week. Attack on Monday tomorrow or today when you listen to it. Let's get after it. Um, y'all have a good one. Love you guys. Love you guys.